safer safe. Intercourse. Condoms. Sexually transmitted infection. HIV. 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 Sexual health. Research. Treatment. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name's Tom and this is the Sydney Sexual Health Centre podcast where we talk about all things related to sexual health. COVID-19 continues to have a major impact on our health system. Though it isn't all doom and gloom, it also provides us with some opportunities. I'm joined today by Matthew Vaughan from ACON to discuss ACON's recommendations for gay men to stop having casual sex while we are being asked to socially distance, the opportunities that this break provides to drive down rates of HIV and STIs, and we discuss ACON's new peer-based HIV testing program called U-Test. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So uh, can you tell me about your role and what led you to want to do the work that you do? Yeah, so I'm the Director for HIV and Sexual Health here at ACOM. Uh, so I look after all of ACOM's large-scale social marketing campaigns, our peer testing services, A-Test, um, peer education, and a lot of our community partnerships work. Um, in terms of what led me to do this, I kind of stumbled into it actually. You know, originally I was thinking about Bible college, and that didn't work out. Once uh, I became a gay, and you know, I found a new church amongst uh, community, and so yeah, I thought, what better place to work than be at Acon. How has COVID-19 affected your work and the work that ACON does? Yeah, look, I think this is the question that's hitting everybody in terms of, like every organisation, COVID-19 has really impacted a lot of the work that we do. Um, You know, there was a very quick uh, scale up and change that was happening in terms of, you know, a lot of our services use, or a lot of people use our building, our main building at Elizabeth Street. Um, and so, you know, get encouraging people to work from home and what type of arrangements that has, looking at things that are essential services and making sure that we're still able to provide those. Um, yeah, so things like, you know, we're still very much open for business. All of our counselling is available through virtual sessions or telehealth. Uh, our Elizabeth Street office is still open to provide NSP services because we think that's pretty essential. Uh, We're still offering a meal service program so people are able to come in and access meals or we're delivering them uh, for those that are eligible. Our A-test services are still open, making sure that people can still get a HIV test if they need it or want it, uh, or HIV and STI tests. So, yeah, and not to mention all of our branches. So there is a little bit of a reduced times. But, yeah, we've done a lot of service adaption to make sure that we're still able to provide services to people that need it. Acon has found some innovative ways to adapt to these changes. So making sure that we've got services like our peer education workshops or what we're calling Wellness Wednesdays as an opportunity for people to still come together and connect. Um, All of those are really important. A lot of those are now online. 
Initially, there are some concerns that COVID-19 may have some worse outcomes for people living with HIV. Uh, look, uh, there was some initial concerns for people living with HIV and the effects of COVID-19, uh, but that's since been updated uh, and we know now that uh, if you're living with HIV and you are on treatment and have a strong immune system or a high CD4 count, then you should be at no greater risk for COVID-19 than that of somebody who's HIV negative or the general population. Uh, if you have a low CD4 count, then there may be some additional precautions that you need to put in place, but we would encourage you to chat to your specialist or your doctor about what that may mean. Uh, for some people, that may mean increasing physical distancing periods for a little bit longer than normal. Alternatively, there have been some reports in the media that HIV medications may prevent COVID-19. Yeah, there are a number of trials that are happening in the prevention and treatment for COVID. Um, some of the drugs that were being used were antiviral medication, of which there is commonality for treatment of HIV. Um, but at this stage, um, there's not enough information or there's, there's, no there's no strong evidence to say that that is going to have a benefit in terms of treatment or prevention of COVID. Um, and so our advice and what we know that is working is around good measures of physical distancing, uh, good measures in terms of hand washing seems to be the best prevention at the moment. ACON also has recommendations for people having casual sex. ACON's president, Dr Justin Coonan, shared this advice in a video on their Facebook page. As for casual sex or sex with someone who's not your regular partner, we strongly recommend that you take a break right now. ACON is strongly sex positive as an organization and it's highly unusual for us to put out a recommendation like this. We're doing it because it's the best way to keep our communities and importantly, all those we interact with safe right now. We all need to play our part and we know our communities are responsible when it comes to looking after their health. I asked Matthew to tell me more about this messaging and how it came about. So obviously the big one is around uh, that everybody is asking the question of is our advice around casual sex. Um, and so when the advice came from government around, you know, you could have sex with your partner as long as you're in the same household, uh, that was later broadened out to understand that particularly even people in our communities have different types of relationships. Um, so they may have more than one partner. Um, or they may not live under the same roof as a partner. So we took that messaging and went, yeah, this is how it's going to work for us. So our advice was uh, that, yes, you can still continue to have sex with your partner if you're under the same roof, or partners if you're under the same roof, but also extending that to if you and your partner that may live separately, uh, if both of you are observing social distancing in other areas of your life, such as working from home and you're not seeing other friends casually, then absolutely, in terms of risk minimisation, that would still be okay. Where we did put some messaging around, or stronger recommendations, was around casual sex, and so you know, or casual hookups, and we said that really, this isn't the time. Yeah, a lot of that is based around understanding what we know about uh, COVID-19 at the moment and what are the transmission risks 
And so we use the best available advice we have at the time or the best available information that we have at the time. And we use that to form our recommendations um, and advice to community. And that's something we've always done from the very beginning with HIV, uh, when it was unknown whether condoms would work um, and you know what was originally as contraception is now being used as HIV prevention. We used a similar sort of strategy with this. Um, you know, we wanted to really make sure that we were aligned with what messaging was coming from both the Australian government and the New South Wales Health. Um, you know, as a health organisation, that's really important that, to make sure that we're aligned with that. Uh, but also keeping in line with what our values are as an organisation. And it's often joked that ACON is kind of like the safe sex police or the sex police. And what we wanted to make sure is that we still maintain that sex positivity um, and that we still encourage intimacy and connection with our partners. And so some of the things that we've been looking at in terms of messaging is about, you know, where you can't engage in physical casual sex, some of the things that you may look at is either cyber sex or phone sex, using technology to connect with people in that way. Um, you know, for some people, that may be also about self-pleasure. If you've never thought about using toys or you've always been apprehensive about, you know, purchasing different toys, now's a really good time to look at that and explore that with yourself. Um, you know, the other one is around masturbation. So, you know, that's an activity that's often served as a purpose of, you know, get it done as quickly as possible. but. Now, while you've got a lot of time to yourself, uh, maybe a really good time to start exploring your own body, working out, well, what do I like? What don't I like? Where do I like to be touched? Um, because during this period, you've got the time to do that, and then you can communicate that to your partners later on. Um, again, that is a really great activity that you could do online through a video chat as well. Um, all of that is gonna have a benefit later on. I mean, we are obviously in regular contact with New South Wales Health around what our messaging and what our advice is, and I think they, you know, are appreciative of the work and the connection that we provide with community. Um, you know, New South Wales Health, I think, are doing a fantastic job at some of those broadcasting messages and, you know, making sure the public is updated, uh, whereas the, what we are able to provide is more specific or nuanced messaging to people in our communities. And I think that relationship has worked really well over the last 35 years um, and is working quite well during this situation. So, yeah, I think we're both very appreciative of each other and that regular communication that we have. And um, has there been any feedback from the community about the messaging? Yeah, I think we got a, a bit of feedback at the very beginning and that was overwhelmingly in support of the decision or, or you know, supporting the recommendations that we were making. I think the community were very much in line with what the decision that was coming out and understanding what needs to be done. Um, so yeah, that's absolutely been really positive. So, yeah, particularly some of our venue partners like 357 and Bodyline that very early on made the decision to close their doors, which wouldn't have been easy for them as a business and also the staff that they employ. Um, you know, these venues often provide a lot of community space for people and it's not always just sex. And so, you know, I think that was a big decision that um, also was made and they were in support of the messaging that we were aligned with.
While many venues and organizations have developed measures to prevent the spread of COVID-19, there are still many people using dating apps. I asked Matthew if he thought that the community was following ACON's recommendations to stop having casual sex. Look, we think on the live, the large majority of people are adhering to this advice. You know, I think there's a lot of anecdotal, at this stage, anecdotal information that, you know, people are still using the applications for one reason or another. For a lot of people, that may be around, you know, just purely having connections with people during this time. Uh, but I think the large majority of people are very much... Uh, taking the advice and understanding that now's not the time and so you know they may be just entertaining or continuing that chat in the hope to pick it up at a later date but i mean the interesting thing for us or the thing that we're very cognizant of is how long can we maintain that advice for um, so at the moment the recommendation or we're urging people in our communities to not engage in casual sex but this isn't something that we can keep up for the long term and so something that we're very much keeping in mind eye on is when advice is changing from government what does this mean for people in terms of our communities and what does this mean in terms of our messaging for casual sex so that if we can lift that guidance or provide further guidance we absolutely will as soon as possible i asked matthew what this break in casual sex might mean for people who take prep yeah, absolutely. Um, so PrEP is one of those really good drugs that are, or, you know, uh, prevention options that you can stop and start safely in consultation with your prescriber relatively easy. So for a lot of people that may be taking PrEP daily at the moment, they will continue just to take it daily because it's part of their routine. And that's absolutely okay. Uh, others may be looking and going, well, given that I'm not having casual sex, it's really a waste of taking medication, so I'm going to take a break. And for uh, a lot of people, that's relatively easy to do. Um, it, uh, but I would encourage people to have a chat with their PrEP prescriber about how to do that safely, because depending on the types of sex you're having depends on when you need to, how to stop taking that, and also what conditions you can start taking PrEP again. I think the main thing is that if you do decide to stop taking your PrEP and for whatever reason sex does come up, the big thing is to make sure you're using another HIV prevention strategy. So what we know about PrEP, similar to condoms, is if you're not taking it or you're not using it, it's not going to work. Um, and so we know that... Or, the big thing is that if you stop taking your PrEP, then you need to have a discussion about somebody's viral load or also use another strategy like condoms. This pause in casual sex also provides an opportunity for people to get tested and break the chain of infection. Yeah, I mean, I think at this stage, it's one of those things where it's too early to really tell. We know that we've, or we've already seen some data that's showing a rapid decline in the number of uh, in STIs, but that obviously is because not everybody's engaging in casual sex or not engaging in sex, but it also may be that people aren't testing at the moment. So while we're cautiously optimistic, um, it's one of the things that, yeah, it's too early to tell. 
but we are aware that this does provide us a very unique opportunity um, whereby if people aren't having sex for this period, it's been several weeks now, so you know, allowing for the window period, uh, if you had any STIs, that if they would be detected now and you could get those treated and would be all cleared up when you're ready to get back into the game once the restrictions are lifted. Um, so this is really one of those, hopefully, once-in-a-lifetime opportunities to have some sort of bigger impact in terms of rates of HIV and STIs. ACON are hoping to make the most of this opportunity by launching their new project, U-Test. So ACON is launching a new service called uh, U-Test, which is very much based on our popular model of A-Test, which allows for a short virtual consultation with a peer uh, where we walk you through some very basic things around HIV prevention and consultation about, or short consultation about PrEP, PEP, the window period, and give a demonstration on how to do the test. After you do that, uh, we can send you or send out a a testing kit. Uh, And so the two kits that are available is the DBS kit or the Atomo HIV self-testing kit. Uh, And then we just do some follow-up in a couple of days just to see how those results went. This is something that we're very much aware of and want to make sure that we're providing to gay men during this period, uh, you know, cis and trans gay men, uh, to make sure that uh, asymptomatic screening or you know, regular screening of HIV is still able to be maintained during this period. We're aware that different service restrictions and changes have been put in place because of COVID-19. Uh, But what we want to make sure is that people are able to get a test during this period if they need it. You can access the U-Test program by going to entinghiv.org.au forward slash U-Test. That's Y-O-U-Test. This will allow you to create a virtual appointment with a peer and access a test for HIV. Um, at the moment, the self-testing kit only tests for HIV. What we are reinforcing through the consultation with a peer and the literature that's put inside the uh, testing kit is that need to make sure that you do uh, get a comprehensive sexual health check. So um, that's a pretty key step. And so we'll be providing information to the sexual health info lab sexual health info link to make contact with their closest sexual health clinic. Uh, The other thing that we're aware of is that for some people they may get a reactive result and that's very important to make sure that we're connecting those people in with local services. So again, having that information and that referral to sexual health info link but also other services in their area is very important for us. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today. No, thank you very much for having me. It's uh, always great to get the message out a little bit further, and we really appreciate the partnership that we have with Sydney Sexual Health, and so this is great. That was Matthew Vaughan from ACON discussing the launch of their new project, U-Test. This has been the Sydney Sexual Health Centre podcast. You can follow us on social media through Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you like the podcast, don't forget to share and subscribe.